0: we are getting our hearts ready to look towards next Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter, and man, it's kind of the precipice of the church calendar as we approach the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And as we get ready today, I want to ask you a question. What are you focused on? What are you focused on? I mean, really, in your heart, in your life mentally, emotionally, what are you focused on right now? Maybe for the last few days, think about this with me. What's been captivating your emotions, your mind, your soul? Is it your past? Maybe there are good things or challenging things in your past. Maybe it's failure. Maybe you just been consumed with a place where you made a mistake. Maybe maybe it's a hard time and a hard season like we're going through right now. It may be challenging and difficult for you. Maybe you've lost your job. You don't know how it's going to work out. Maybe for some of us, it's been a success. Maybe something went right for us, something that we weren't even planning on. There was a moment of success in our life, and we're looking back at that right now. Maybe that's what we're focused on. Maybe today we're focused on an opportunity that might lie ahead of us. Or maybe we're focused on an opportunity that was lost. I want you to think about it. What are you focused on? What is your heart locked in on? What are you spotlighting in your life right now? Here's why that's important. What you spotlight becomes what you seek. What you spotlight will become what you seek. We need to realize that as our hearts get fixed on different things, some of us, our hearts are fixed on a relationship right now, and and we're home, and, and we're single, and we're feeling like, I wish I was holed up with somebody who loved me. I just want you to get it. When our hearts start to spotlight something, it becomes what we seek. Some of us are feeling financially insecure. And right now, our hearts are spotlighting Our financial situation. And what happens is what's spotlighted, it becomes what you seek. I was actually thinking about that this week as we were going from store to store looking for some toilet paper. How many of y'all have been in that situation right now? Maybe a few weeks ago when you get to kind of that moment in your day when you needed some TP, what did you do? You spun that wheel like you were playing the prices right, just getting as much as you could. And now it's like, you know, I'm limiting each wipe to five squares. That's it. Just five squares. You know what? I was getting some toilet paper out, and I saw this. You ever thought about this? There's a, a hole in the middle of toilet paper. And if I look through this right now, you know, the only thing that I can see is the camera. Camera. That's it. That's all I can see. Everything else is blocked out. Everything else I can't see. As a matter of fact, the more I look through this, the more insecure I feel. How close am I to the stage? Where is everybody else? Are the words on the screen right? I can't see what I could see. All oh, I can I have T P vision right now. Just that's all I got. I got a roll of toilet paper against my face. I got T P vision. Think think about it. I have a tunnel perspective of a tunnel perspective it's all I can see like I'm looking through a tunnel. I can't see everything else the way I normally can. No, I just see like I'm looking through a tunnel. You know, a tunnel perspective, TP vision can impact your life. It can impact your life, and it can impact your life in some really negative ways. So if you're taking notes today, let me give you three ways that having a tunnel perspective, having TP vision can bring hazards into your life. The first hazard is that a tunnel perspective keeps our life from integrating. What does that mean to have a life that's integrated? It means that let's use our faith. It means that our faith is important at church on a Sunday morning, and our faith is important when we're balancing our checkbook, and our faith is important when we're paying our taxes, and our faith is important when we're at the shopping mall or when we're on Amazon.com. Our faith is important everywhere. It is fully integrated It's not separated. I don't have a tunnel perspective that, hey, you know what, I'm this way here, but then I do life differently over here. It means that the way that I treat people at home is the way that I treat people when I'm outside my home. The way that I honor my leaders is the way that I honor my boss. It's the way that I honor our president, and it's the way that I honor my parents. Honor across the board, fully integrated. That I'm thankful for the people who help me that are my friends, but I'm thankful for the help that my spouse gives me. And I'm thankful for the help that my children, I'm just thankful this is across the board. That's integrated. You know that when we talk about being fully integrated, the, the word that we often use is integrity. Integrity means that my life is fully integrated. I'm living with integrity. I am the same person here as I am over here. I'm the same person at church as I am when I'm cruising the internet, as I am when I'm paying my taxes. I am fully integrated. And when we use the term integrity, we are always Speaking of strength, think about that. When we talk about a physical building and we say its integrity is compromised, what are we saying? We're saying that that building is no longer strong. But if we say the integrity of that building is sound, what it means is that building is strong enough to stand. Have you ever thought about this? We are weakest where we are least integrated. We are the weakest in our lives where we are the least integrated. We are. And some of us need to know that maybe that's a relationship right now. And we have faith over here on Sunday morning, but we have faith when we go out and we go to work, but we don't have faith in this relationship. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's a boyfriend. Maybe it's a girlfriend. Maybe it's even your marriage. We are the weakest where our lives are the least integrated. Maybe we do money in such a way that we, we honor God over here, but we don't over here. We are the weakest where we are the least integrated, and a tunnel perspective will keep us from living a fully integrated life. A tunnel perspective will also lead us to chase the wrong things. Why? Because I can only see what that tunnel is fixed on. I can't see the other things in life. I can only see what I'm focused on. That's all I've got. And a tunnel perspective will lead us to chase the wrong things. Can I give you something that we we need to hear? Your life will follow your focus. Your life is going to follow your focus. What are you focused on? What are you focused on? Are you focused on, I need a relationship? If you are, your life's going to follow that. Are you focused on, I need more money? Your life's going to follow that. What are you focused on? Because your life will follow your focus, and a tunnel perspective will get us chasing the wrong things because we focus on only what we can't see, not what we can't. And often, I don't know if you've ever been there. You ever been there where you got upset about something because you only knew a little bit of information? And the more you started to learn about that situation, the more information that came in, you realized, I shouldn't have really been that upset about that because I didn't understand. Well, this is because we got a tunnel perspective and it caused us to chase the wrong thing. You know what else a tunnel perspective will do? A tunnel perspective will keep us from seeing the whole picture. It keeps us from seeing the whole picture. That's the real danger of it. It's the real hazard of having a tunnel perspective. And some of us right now, in this moment today, we have a tunnel perspective. We're not seeing the big picture. We only see the hardships that we're in right now. We only see the challenges that we're facing in the next few days. And I get it. For some of us, these are significant moments, these are big challenges. This is not easy. But a tunnel perspective will keep you from seeing the whole picture. Do you know what today is? Today is Palm Sunday. It's a day where we celebrate a moment that kind of kicks off what Christians have historically celebrated as Holy Week. It, it starts with Palm Sunday and then Good Friday, and, and we're going to have a Good Friday service this week, okay? Five, six 7, 8 o'clock at Church Online. We're going to celebrate the cross of Jesus together. And we're going to take communion. I want to go ahead and encourage you. When you go to the grocery store, when you make your Walmart to go pick up orders, get you some bread, get you some grape juice, get ready to have communion together as a church. We're going to do that this Friday night. That's part of Holy Week, where we celebrate the cross together. We remember the sacrifice of the cross. But then it culminates with Easter, which is just one week away, which is the biggest big day where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. But it all started with Palm Sunday. And in Luke 19, Luke records this moment as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem and his followers and the crowds are cheering for him as he rides into the city on a borrowed donkey. The scriptures in Luke 19 verse 37 record that when he reached Jerusalem, all of his followers began to shout, and sing as they walked along, praising God for the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven. Glory in the highest heaven. They were calling him king. They were calling him king. Why? Scriptures say that they were praising him for the miracles that they had seen him do. They laid down palm branches and he walked in And the disruption started there as the religious leaders were like, they're calling you king. Aren't you going to correct them? And Jesus is like, listen, they're praising. If I told them to stop praising, even the rocks would cry out in praise. But that's the exact same crowd that on Friday night, five days later, would yell to Pontius Pilate to crucify him. See some of us can identify with the crowd because we have tunnel vision. Oh, we get to church on Sunday morning and we put our praise on. I mean, we're in here yelling, throwing our hands up in the air. But when we get to Monday morning, We're frustrated and angry, and we're that employee that's not really putting their whole heart into their job. And then when we get to Friday evening, it is time to partay and get down. There's moments when the tunnel vision is there. Jesus is so important, but there are other moments when, why don't you treat me better? There are other moments when it's, when it's, you know what? Right now, right now, I just want to have a good time. I just want to feel better. I want to forget about my problems. For some of us, right now is the first time we've worshipped in our living room. Because we're used to going to church. But faith feels foreign at home, maybe one of the blessings of this season is that for the first time, some of us are bringing our faith into our home. See, we can live an unintegrated life where Jesus might be a big part of our Sunday morning, but we forget about him the rest of the week. Like that crowd that heralded Jesus as a king, on Sunday, but then on Friday used the exact same term to leverage him for crucifixion as they said that he claimed to be a king. Their focus had shifted. See, for us, Jesus needs to be the central focus of every part of our lives every part of our life. He needs to be the center of our family. He needs to be right now the center of our living rooms. He needs to be the center of our parenting. He needs to be the center of our finances, of our marriage, of our relationship. He needs to be the center of everything. Jesus needs to be the central focus of every part of our lives. This is echoed in the words of Colossians 3 where it talks about focus and it says this, think about the things of heaven. Focus on the things of heaven, not on the things of earth, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory where are you focused are you focused on heaven or are you focused on your hurts are you focused on heaven or are you focused on your hang-ups in this difficult and challenging time are you focused On heaven, are you focused on your habits that make you feel a little bit better in the moment but lead to long-term pain? What are you focused on? Where are you focused? Some of you are like, but you don't understand, Kevin. You don't get this. Like, I'm suffering right now. I'm suffering. This is a challenging time. This is difficult for us. I just lost my job. I have no idea how we're going to make this work. Let me remind you of the words of Romans 8, 17. If we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. The way that you suffer matters. The way that you suffer matters because the way that you suffer is setting up your future. See, our focus in suffering is preparation for our focus in success. Our focus in suffering is preparation for our focus in success. Now, some of us want that to be inverted. can I just get my focus right when things are going right? But you know what happens? We get a tunnel perspective. Oh, God was there when everything was good. But when things get challenging, we feel like God stepped out on us and he's not there anymore. But some of us have been to rock bottom before. And in that moment, we said, I don't have anything else but you. And you don't learn that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And some of us have been there. And when we got to that moment where Jesus was all we had left, we put our faith and our hope in him. And when we got to the mountaintop, we looked back to the bottom, and we said, I remember when there was nobody but you. You were the one there with me when everybody had turned their backs, and I can put my faith and my trust in you because you won't back down. Turn away and let me down. You're the God who was there then and you're the God that's here now. See, our focus in suffering prepares us for our focus in success. You see, your focus is what you follow. Your focus is what you follow. It's impossible to follow something that you're not focused on. And today, today, Jesus is saying to you the same words that he said to his disciples. Come, follow me. I don't know where you are today. I don't know what you're going through. We're all in different places. We're all going through different things. But I want you to know that when you choose to look to Jesus, You choose to look to the one who can lead you out and through every problem that you're facing. Choose him today. Let's focus on Jesus. Can we pray together? God, we just come before you today and thank you that you are indeed a good God. God, we love you so much. Thank you for reminding us that when we get a tunnel perspective, we don't see the whole picture. As a matter of fact, we'll never see the whole picture. But you do. You know more than we could ever imagine. You see more than we could ever see. And God, in this season, I pray that you lead us to take the next steps to follow you. God, for some of us today, it's just a moment for us to realize that we can't put you on Sunday morning and keep you out of Friday night. God, you deserve a place in every portion of our lives. God, we lift you up today, and we exalt you to be king of our life. God, let it be today. Let it be. We believe you for it. Now, everybody look at me. Look at me. Thank you so much for joining us in your living rooms. I think that right now there are some of us that are watching that this has been challenging for you. You feel a little bit like, God, you've been a part of this, but you haven't been a part of this. God, I've kept you out of this in my life, and I want you in because I don't have peace here. I don't have strength here. And the only way that this part of my life is ever going to be strong again is when it gets integrated into my faith. And right now is the moment for you to say, God, I surrender. I surrender. This is all for you. I lay it all before your feet. I give it all to you today. So why don't you do that? If you're online right now, maybe it's time to just raise your hand and say, that's me, I surrender. If you're watching, maybe today in the chat right now, you can type, hey, I surrender to Jesus. I surrender, type it down, put that down there. If you have a prayer request, we have hosts that are on all of our services. Just say right now, hey, I could use some prayer. Request some prayer right now because we're here for you. You know, as we get ready to wrap up our time together, I just wanna remind you, You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone in this circumstance as we navigate a global pandemic together. You're not alone. But you know what? You're not alone on your journey in faith towards Jesus either. Oh, we're here. We're believing that God is going to do something in your life during this season that you could have never imagined. So today, we're believing right now that God is going to take what feels like a setback and turn it into a setup. Because I want you to hear this before we get off today, before we have to end our time together. God's got you. Oh, he's got you. He's not letting go of you. He's holding on to you in this season. And God's got this. This didn't catch him off guard. No. God's got you. And God's got this. Please make plans to join us as we celebrate Easter this week. We're going to have Good Friday services on Friday. We're going to have Easter Sunday this weekend. Man, we're so excited about sharing that with you. We love you so much. Go in peace. Be blessed. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been a production of Vortex Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. For more information on our church, we encourage you to visit us online at vortexchurch.com.